The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we are here to radiate aliveness and joy with Steve Sanders, our life coach with Radiate Wellness. Welcome, Steve. Thank you so much for joining me today. Mm, it's my pleasure, Christy. I'm so happy to see you. Yay. We yes. realized that you'd been on this podcast twice and we hadn't even talked about what life coaching is. I know. How, how, can, how can that be? Exactly. Well, we're going to take care of that today. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so how long have you been coaching? Oh, heavens. I've been coaching uh, in other settings, like my corporate job, right? And uh, delivering training programs for over 10 years and private practice now for four. That's exciting. It is. I know. And you have got so many credentials under your belt, behind your name, yes. you know, with coaching. You've yes. taken so many different programs and um, certifications and all of this. Can you tell a little bit about what your certifications are? Sure, I absolutely can. So uh, one is with the International Coach Federation, right. which is uh, a particular body of coaches worldwide that establishes ethical standards for coaching and frameworks for engaging with clients and client agreements and like the whole structure so that you know that you have a professional coach. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have a credential from them as an associate certified coach, which is one of three levels that you can get. Mm -hmm. Um, Having me promise to this particular ethical framework and interaction with clients. Then uh, I have another certification in conversational intelligence. That's exciting. We did have you on here to talk about that. We did, which is from the Creating We Institute. Oh, I love that. Uh And then uh, I have another credential from the Brave Thinking Masters Institute. (laughs) Right, <laughs> which which is called the Dream Building Program. Right, yeah, yeah. Mary Morrissey stuff. Exactly, Absolutely. Mary Morrissey stuff. Yeah, she she has, uh, yeah, changed the name of her company, and now it's the Brave Masters Thinking. Oh, that Institute. is so interesting. Yeah, you know what I love about all the credentials is that it seems so many people are hanging out their shingle for life coaching, and I do spiritual life coaching myself. It's basically like a reading, but we just talk about what's going on in people's lives from a spiritual aspect. But, um, you know, so many people are hanging out their shingles, but you don't know if they really have the credentials, the training, the ethics. Mm. Ethics is huge. Mm -hmm. At least for me, it's huge, right? And I know you've got all that. That's really cool. Exactly. And, you know, and it's it's important because there is, uh, at least with the International Coach Federation and these other certificates, Mm -hmm. right, there there is a way that coaches promise to engage with clients. Mm-hmm. And there's particular boundaries. And, and in particular, right, if a client would come with a particular issue that's better dealt with in therapy or better dealt with by a social worker or better dealt with by other professionals, right, right. part of my ethical standard is to make that referral, 
Yes, absolutely. And that's very, you know, very important to get people connected to the right um, providers. Oh, absolutely. Because there are some things that, um, well, well, what what would you do in your practice that um, maybe would not be appropriate in therapy and vice versa? Yeah, so, you know, the thing about my particular practice as a coach right. is that I'm focused on today mm-hmm. and what somebody is creating for the future and what barriers to that success they may be experiencing today. Right. Right? Um, therapy is typically focused on the past mm-hmm. and resolving some emotional uh, experience that is still there from something in the past mm-hmm. and like that. But I'm not focused on the past. No, you're focused on helping people just achieve what um, what they're setting out to achieve, whether it's business, whether it's relationship. What type of things do you help people with? Oh, that's a great question. So <laughs> I um, have worked with clients transitioning in their yeah. life. Uh, whether that's parental responsibilities after children leave the home Mm -hmm. and the parent is wondering about what's next, or it's people at the other end of their life. I've had clients that are transitioning from the work environment into retirement, and there's this big wonder about, okay, what am am I really going to survive retirement? What am I going to do it's, with myself? Yeah, it's what am I going to do? It, it turns out to be much more fearful mm-hmm. than what people think because they've spent their whole life in a particular career. They've spent their whole life in service of something. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the end of it, and it's this question of now what? Right. Okay, well, a coach, me in particular, because of the work that I've done with clients, can bridge that gap into creating that next phase, right? Yeah. Um, Another example of a client I've worked with is stepping into leadership. Um, Sure. This particular example was a client that was interested in going from a more academic setting to... Uh, leadership of a 600-person spiritual organization. Oh, that's a huge. And it's that's like a, a huge leap. It's a huge leap, yes, to go from writing, yeah, to being the face of a community and speaking on behalf of a particular vision of the community and being right. out in the greater community, let alone you know, leading the spiritual folk. Um, So that kind of leadership coaching, which has turned out to be really rewarding because not only is it implementing a particular vision for the spiritual community itself, but it's having radiating impact into the greater city that this group of people are a part of And, um, yeah, so that's an example. I've also worked with clients on their career, you know. Yeah, how how does that work? Well, a lot of people are kind of uh, curious about where they may fit, what's next. There's something happening maybe in their relationship with their current supervisor and they have an experience of not being able to grow anymore. And we just look at the interactions, what's been happening, match it up with their career goals, think about possibilities for expansion, um, look for, I say look for, it's it's almost as if I'm saying that I'm doing the looking when in actuality it's homework being given to the client to research other possibilities for them to be um, using those particular skill sets, right? Right. Which, which I think that's a, you know, another distinction of life coaching is that 
I'm, um, in some respects, I'm an accountability partner. Right. Right? Yeah. I ask clients questions. Mm -hmm. They inquire into the particular situation. They share about how circumstances and situations show up. Mm -hmm. Right? We explore it. Yeah. Through questions, powerful questions, which leads people to have aha moments if we're successful, see things from a different perspective than what they may have thought about it when they first come in. Mm -hmm. And the structure of a formal coaching session always leads to the client designing homework for themselves. It does. I love that. They, I love that. They design homework for themselves. Right. That if there's two weeks between coaching sessions, the work is to go out and execute against their plan. Right? Mm -hmm. So in some regards, after we get through a formal exploration process, coaching and the accountability side of it is to create your plan, Mm -hmm. work your plan, report on your plan. So a lot of people can be good at, you know, making the plan. Mm -hmm. um, coaching is really effective, right, when people go to execute and get stopped. Yeah, yeah. And inside of coming back the next time, right, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that the relationship with the coach and the client is, I have no judgment about you being stopped. Right. At you all. have no skin in the game. No, I have no skin in the game whatsoever, and yet I'm there to provide that support and encouragement because typically the gap between where somebody is mm -hmm. and the dreams that they want to aspire to is at the moment of execution being stopped by something. Right. A fear, a concern. Uh, very rarely, mm -hmm. Christy, does it have anything to do with knowledge because we've got Google, right? You can Google anything. It'll right. tell you how. Yes. But that doesn't get you in action. Yeah. And yeah. coaching is about action. Coaching is about taking a step. And the coach being the accountability partner to check in. Right. And to explore what needs to be explored if there's a break in execution. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And the accountability part of it, I think, is, is huge because... You know, when we're in school for, you know, 12 years and then we add on college, grad school, if we do that, then, you know, we're used to having, we've got assignments and you've got a teacher who's kind of pushing you through, but then absent that, you know, in the, in the workplace, sometimes we're not as self-directed as we would like to be either because we do have, you know, our teams directing us and, and that type of thing. But sometimes if we're wanting to do our fulfill our own goals, per, perhaps, fulfill our own goals and drive our own projects, Yes, we do kind of need a sounding board. And that's, and that's a perfect way to make a distinction about coaching, mm -hmm. right, outside of the work environment. Yeah. Because um, in the work environment, people may have heard the term mentor. Right. Right? Well, coaching and mentoring are different. Because oh, in a right. business environment mm -hmm. where you get assigned a mentor, mm -hmm. that's typically somebody that has already mastered a particular skill set. Right. And they're partnered with a junior person mm -hmm. to support them in learning mm -hmm. and mastering the skill set. Right? Right. That's not what coaching is about. Right? Right. Coaching isn't about a skill set. You know, it's it's more about the delivery and execution of an idea. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so, that's a much better way to put it. Yeah. 
It's the delivery. Yeah. That's right. And it's helping somebody to be more self-directed or at least give them an accountability partner. Yes. Um, what I like, and you, full disclosure, Steve has coached me on some things. And what I love about working with you is that you have a great way to take someone's words, concepts, and ideas, synthesize it, and then present it. So it's like, oh, that is what I thought. But <laughs> I didn't know what I, that I thought that, but that is it. You know, you, you really encapsulate and summarize what's going on in such a way that it's like, oh, I hadn't seen it that way. You know, I think that's huge. Well, it is, right? Because right. it's one thing when you say it. Mm -hmm. It's another thing when you hear it back. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, certainly that's a whole realm of skill development on the part of the coach and part of my training and right. other coaches' training about the listening and the recreation of those ideas yes, so that yes. the client gets to hear themselves. Exactly. And, you know, I can talk over things with my friends, with my family, etc., but they don't really give me the, that kind of encapsulation and that type of feedback because they're not invested. Right. Right? But... You know, talking with you, you're always invested. So when I am bouncing things off of you, when we're talking and you're encapsulating the, the things that I'm putting out there that I have no idea what I'm saying half of the time, and then you're encapsulating that and giving it back to me, it's just like I feel like you're really hearing it and really listening to it and really synthesizing it. Whereas other people I talk to, they, uh, again, with the skin in the game. They don't necessarily have skin in the game, and so they're not really listening the same way. Mm -hmm. did, how do you learn to do that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was part of the fact that one of the basic programs in mm -hmm. qualifying me through the International Coach Federation, right. it was a nine-month program where we were... Uh, not only in a group classroom setting where we had exercises mm -hmm. in uh, recreation and listening, right? Mm. We also had a whole structure of calls in between with accountability partners where we continued to practice. Mm -hmm. And then a more senior coach would observe me and uh, do something they called check ride, which is literally against a checklist of skill sets and competencies, right? Mm -hmm. Check ride whether the skill was um, delivered. So it, uh, how did I develop the skill of listening? Yes. It was um, by having a master teach me. Right? Right. Because, Absolutely. because uh, at least with the International Coach Federation, it's defined. Right. A coach to receive the credential has to demonstrate it, mm -hmm. and uh, someone more senior has to agree. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's like a scientific study. It wants to be peer-reviewed. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, looked over and signed off on, et cetera, et cetera. It's a good way to think about it. Right? <laughs> it really, it's a good way to think about mm -hmm. it because um, Sally, that was her name, who mm -hmm. was the coach that did my check ride, mm -hmm. um, she was recognized as someone by the bigger community, mm -hmm. much like you're talking about with the peer review. Mm -hmm. Um, as having this capability, and if I'm remembering about Sally, she led a coaching program at NYU. Oh, wow! In her own right, yeah, and and uh, offered that. So, I I have always uh, considered myself very fortunate to have Sally as my mentor coach, yeah. uh, because of the credentials that she brought to be able to um, work with me and train me and check right everything.
Right. Well, and I'm sure there was a fair amount of coaching the coach. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. That's all part of it, right? Coaching the coach. Absolutely. Coaching the coach. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the Dream Builder program. Because I know it's something that you devoted a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of heart mm. to. And so can you tell us a bit about what that program entails? I sure can. So mm -hmm. the Dream Builder program, it is, if we're talking about the logistics, right? Sure. The logistics is that the Dream Builder program is designed around 12 weeks that is delivered typically over 15 to 20 so that you have time to practice. Okay. So a couple of weeks that couple you weeks, take off. Yep. A couple right? weeks you take off in between mm -hmm. um, where there are four defined increments in the dream building process from re-engaging your creativity about what your dream is. Yeah. Because a lot of people at some point in their life think that dreams are only for children and they've given up right. and there has to be a process undergone through meditation and homework and interaction with the coach to reignite that creativity mm -hmm. and once that's reignited and the creative juices are allowed to flow again then it's Moving forward in the process where you're uh, defining, building, and delivering on the dream. I love it. What kind, of what kind of dreams do people bring to that? Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, well, that's something where the sky's the limit. Yeah. Right? Um, what I've supported people through with the dream building program is... Moving from career to retirement and right. building the dream for retirement. I've also supported people going through that process with leadership and having a dream about wanting to make an impact in community. Mm -hmm. um, some, it could be a social cause, it could be any number of things, but having an impact on the broad category of making the world a better place, right? right? And designing that, going after it, building it, and how to uh, get other people interested in it, right? Because yeah. having a dream all by yourself yeah, isn't, isn't necessarily exciting, right? right? And mm -hmm. so, so that's an example, too. Mm -hmm. And then there's everything in between, right? I mean, right. it could be used for career change. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be used for adventure. Yeah, why not? It could be used for um, just a whole host of things that you get excited about. You have passion about. You bring aliveness and have it be the source of bringing aliveness and joy back to life, if exactly. your current experience of living is a little bit flat, mm -hmm. well, maybe your dream has just gone a little cold and it's time to get up under it again. Yeah, get some passion behind it. Exactly. And right. uh, Dream Builder program is designed to support people in doing that mm -hmm. over a 12-week period. The, yeah, that's just three months. It is. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, no. Um, what what made you want to take that on as a as another certification? Oh, the Dream Builder program. Yeah. Uh, part of it was uh, my own interest in my own dream mm -hmm. and creating a business and creating impact for other people and like what I just said about having an impact on my community and society and being a benefit to per people, right? Yeah. So there was part of it that was that. And once, Christy, once I got turned on by what it offered me, yeah. I just wanted to be someone that could make it available for other people. 
Yeah. That was that. That's a huge motivation because, um, just going through my own life, I guess, and my own transformations and my own growth, um, I've learned that life doesn't have to be stagnant. I've learned right. that, uh, you know, neuroscience is demonstrating that our brains are malleable. Our brains can grow. Our brains can change. We can think a new thought. We can do something different, right? We don't have to uh, experience life in a rut. Right. And I, you know, and sometimes I come across people that think that that's the way it has to be. And I like being someone to say, no, you don't have to be in this rut, right? If yeah. you if you're interested in something else, something beyond, something that you're really passionate about and you just want to get started, let's let's work together for a while yeah. to um to design that because you're not getting any younger, right? Right, none of us are. You're not getting any younger and and Probably the biggest thing, if I sum this all up in saying about coaching, right, mm -hmm. is um, when you get in the presence of a coach, we are not folk that like, someday maybe I'll get to that. No. <laughs> someday is today. Yeah. Someday is... How can I move this forward a little bit today, right? Because when you're living in a someday maybe life, right. it just doesn't wind up. Someday doesn't come. Someday doesn't come. It doesn't, it doesn't wind up. You don't ever get there when, when that's how you think about your life and you think about how you're living and you're thinking about what you want to do, well, maybe someday I'll get to that. No, well, how about today? How about today you just at least start? Exactly. Make some sort of progress toward it. That's, you know, that's the biggest thing that uh, I think I work with people about is that you don't have to uh, go a mile on your first day. Let's just design a plan for a millimeter. And inside a millimeter, typically, the right plan, the right millimeter, the right little bit of movement mm. leads people to say, oh, well, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can do that. And, and enough series of I can do that winds up in a great spot. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini-classes, polls. Plus, you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, Wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. 
So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I would say that one of the biggest things about coaching is that I'm there for the client as they go through that journey. And if the mile seems overwhelming, then you have that partner to support you in inventing your plan to break it up in chunks that lead you that lead the client to be able to say, well, I can do that. Awesome. 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 Which point, which leads me to another point that I wanted to talk about is that, you know, we have coaches in football and soccer, lacrosse, and all of these things that tell you, yeah, you can do it. Go in there. Hit. You did great. Um, just give you all that support and um, instruction how do you feel that model fits in with what you do? It's a great question because that's primarily what people are familiar with. Right. right is sports coaching. Mm-hmm. And what, what I would say about that is that it depends on the sport. If you have a background in tennis and a tennis coach or you have a background in swimming or diving, and you had a swimming or diving coach, Mm. then you would have a very similar experience, I would say, to the kind of coaching I provide. Because those sports are very individualized. Yeah, they're individualized sports, right. And it's about the coach observing the Mm -hmm. client, or in this case, the swimmer, Mm-hmm. with what the technique was and saying, well, if, you know, at least in the case of swimming, if you make this adjustment here, it might propel you faster through the water because that sport is so individualized. Yeah. And the coach is someone who, while committed to the swimmer's results, right, wants to see the swimmer succeed, still has that outside perspective to be able to say, "Can yes. have you considered this? Have you tried this? Mm-hmm. You know, are you focused on your black line? Because, of course, that's in the pool, right? Right. Focus on the black line. Which, in a way, in the broader issues of coaching that we're talking about, about fulfilling on a dream or realizing a particular idea that you have, right? Mm -hmm. That's your black line. Mm -hmm. Distinct from the other kinds of sports that are more team-based, where the coaching that you would get in a team-based sport is more your interaction with the other team members and whether you're doing your part. Okay, well, that creates a whole different result. Because it's not about a personalized result. Mm. It's about a group accomplishment, right? Mm -hmm. In the arena that I like to work with people in, it's, it's the much more individualized side. It's the much more customized side to a particular client's interests Mm -hmm. and a particular client's results a particular client's dream and developing a whole approach that's totally customized around the fulfillment of that. Mm -hmm. And the way they like to work. And the way they like to work, the way they like to engage, um, the way that resonates with them, right? Right. I will, in the beginning sessions with the client, one of the roles for the coach is learning about the best methods of communication so that the client has the most effectiveness with the input. I was wondering about that because everyone communicates so differently Mm -hmm. and how flexible a coach needs to be with that. Uh, A coach... 
in the kind of coaching that we're distinguishing and talking about right. today, that's absolutely what the client should count on. Is the coach being flexible? Is the coach being flexible mm -hmm. to be able to uh, communicate and deliver the observations and the questions in, the, in a way that makes the most difference for the client making the most progress that they're committed to make? Right, right, right. <clears throat> I think that's huge because that just kind of in a way it's stepping into a client's mind to find out how they communicate, how they think, how their thought processes work. And that really builds rapport. Yes, absolutely. Totally, totally essential yeah. to a effective, powerful coaching relationship is that rapport and trust. And trust. Yes. Absolutely. And, and trust. You know, and I know you. I've known you for several years now. And it's like you have, it's a judgment-free zone. You have no judgment. And that's what's wonderful in talking to, that's what, I think that helps establish trust, is that we know that we're not being, not being judged, that it's a safe place. And you really do cultivate a safe place to Thank talk you. and convert, you know, yeah. conversate. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you. Well, true, <laughs> well, course, true, yes, well, truly, because, yeah. because, um, since we're distinguishing coaching, yes, right? yes, we're that's what back we're doing. to we're back to distinguishing another aspect of coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Which a coach is very distinct from parent or family, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, while parent and family are based on aspects of relationship and unconditional love, right? Mm -hmm. A coach creating a safe space to communicate for that rapport comes from a whole different point of view. Right. Right? Exactly. It, that safe space, that judgment-free zone, mm -hmm. um, that observational space that would would ask a client whether uh, I have permission to give you a particular observation, mm -hmm. right? Right. Rather than maybe out of a parent or a family type relationship where it's just like delivered. Right. No filter. <laughs> no filter, right? A coach right. is very distinct in the relationship with the client um, right. because it's really the client's inquiry unless the client grants expressed permission right. for the coach to um, share observations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very distinct. Very, very distinct. Yeah, the family are going to be blunt. They, they also know your history. They know what pushes your buttons and sometimes they choose to push your buttons. Right? And, you know, a coach would, would not do that. A coach holds that trust sacred. Yeah. A, a coach holds that space differently. And um, even if I'm going to be blunt, I'm going to ask permission to, you know, cut to the chase. Christy, right. do I have your permission to kind of summarize and cut to the chase? And I either right. do or I don't. Right. Exactly. And if I don't... I'm not going there. Right, exactly. And this, which is similar to a therapist or a counselor, and I've, I've been to counselors, I've been to therapy. It's wonderful. But I know that sometimes you're just, a, from the client's perspective, we're a bit reserved mm. because we feel like, you know, there's going to be some sort of judgment. And they, I mean, I know that counselors and therapists operate without judgment, but there's just that feeling of being watched and be, being like, feeling observed, but I don't feel the same way in, in coaching. And, and uh, you shouldn't feel the right. same way, right? Mm -hmm. um, it leads to me thinking about another distinction, right? Yeah, please. Between consultant mm -hmm. that you hire right. and a coach, Yeah. right? So 
consultant is hired specifically because they have some expertise that, that you're missing. That mm -hmm. you're purchasing consulting time for them to tell you mm -hmm. gaps or what's missing. Coaching is about the client through questions discovering for themselves because from the coach's point of view, right, the wisdom is already in there. It's just a matter of us getting it out. It's not a matter of us as a consultant telling you what you should do. Right. It's about us working with the client from a coaching perspective so you discover it for yourself. Exactly. Which I think is a lot more powerful. You know, I come, have people come to me to understand about their past lives, and I tell them, I can look at it and tell you what it is, or maybe through um, hypnosis you can discover it for yourself. Oh, of course. Right? Of so, course. And we all have different ways of, like, I just want you to tell me what it is so I can do it. And some people are like, no, I just want to understand it. Right. Right? And that comes from it. That comes from within them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The wisdom is in the client. It is. It's all in the client. Mm -hmm. It's just whether or not the coach gives them access right. to think about things newly or from a different perspective from how they've approached it up till now Yeah. to um, consider something newly. So it's very, very distinct, again, from consulting, where you're hiring right. someone, someone's expertise, which consulting, right? The paradigm yeah, would be much more based on judgment because you're hiring an expert mm -hmm. to come in, assess how something's going, finding the gap. Well, we're telling you what's wrong. <laughs> and we're telling you what's wrong because they found a gap. Right. Right. And saying, okay, do this now. Yeah. Well, that's not coaching. Right. That's not coaching. Right? And coaching is not that, right? No. Coaching is about supporting a client to discover the wisdom within. Yes. Yes. And how wonderful that is and how when is. a client is able to discover their own wisdom that's been hidden from their view. Okay, so thank you for spelling it out like that. I think that's an important distinction. And you know, as you were talking about the um, the consultant versus the coaching, I was I had this image of Michelangelo, Michelangelo sculpting these beautiful pieces of marble, and he used to tell people. At least this is the story. I don't know if it was accurate or not, but he used to tell people the sculptures in there. I'm yep. just taking away the parts that are not that are not that. And I just have this huge image of you helping a client do that. Absolutely. The answers are in there. We're just going to take everything away that's that's not that answer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I I love it. I know. And I you've done that with love me it. before. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and you're really good. <laughs> you're really good. <laughs> like, wow, that was really smart. That came out of me. Wow, that was great. Mm-hmm. And I do. I totally, totally appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I I love the work that you're doing with clients, just to helping them. It's almost like holding their hand, but not really. You know, it's like kind of guiding them through this process of self discovery, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Sure, you could yeah, and look <laughs> at it that way. I mean, I I um, I view it as. A gift to work with people yeah. on their journey, yeah. on their self-discovery, yeah. on their blossoming. Right. Because that's, you know, what everybody's at some level on the coaching journey exactly. is uh, intent on, is to blossom in some way. Right. Nobody goes into coaching thinking, I'm just going to stay stagnant. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. In fact, that's a really good point, right? Right. Coaching is not a good idea if you're not coming to do some work. 
Good point. Okay, if you if you, if you're not coming to do some inquiry, if you're not coming to get some homework, if you're not coming to have an accountability partner, right? Right. Right. This is not a good idea. That's not a good idea. No. You got to roll up your sleeves. Exactly. Right. Gotta right. Got to get dirty. Do some work. <laughs> Do some work. Do some work. Do some looking, right? Mm -hmm. um, have an accountability partner to support you in facing that fear or examining that which seems to be an unpenetrable barrier. Right. Something in your self-expression, something in your view of yourself. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of... A lot of what stops people, if we go there for a moment, mm -hmm. is a particular idea they have about themselves. It might not even be true. It might not even be theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, well, yeah, that's probably for another podcast, but yeah, it right. might not even be theirs. Right, you know, we take on these, these beliefs, these thoughts, these ideas from external sources, mm -hmm. and you know, it kind of reminds me of something is that I sometimes feel like things are not real until I've talked to somebody about them, mm. right? That um, you, I just feel like, now this is personally because I can't speak for anybody else, but I, sometimes I feel like I have to talk to a trusted other person in order to understand what I believe, right? Understand what I truly think, mm -hmm. right? How can I know what I think until I see what I say. There you go. Right? There you go. And so just having somebody to listen and accountability and just mirroring back so that the clients can sort out their own thoughts from what they're getting from everybody else. You know, what you're pointing to really brilliantly in the process of coaching. Oh, good, because I thought I was rambling. <clears throat> no, you're, you're brilliantly pointing to something, is that it takes something for the client to organize their thoughts. Yes. To speak it. Yes. And that does something. And when you have someone listen inside the safe space, without judgment, mm -hmm. as the formulation is occurring, yes, there's a clarity that arises. There is. Mm -hmm. It is. It's almost you're speaking the clarity into existence mm -hmm. as someone is listening. I love it. Right? I love it. Because the wisdom is there. Yeah. In the client, it's just a matter of supporting the person mm -hmm. through powerful questions, powerful listening mm -hmm. in the space for the self-discovery and journey to occur. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, someone who knows how to listen, who knows how to mirror back, who knows how to hold space. Those are valuable, valuable skills. And I had to say, you are—you just seem ideally suited to do doing this, right? Thank you. <laughs> and and um, yeah, and that's what the clients of Radiate Wellness can count on. That's what we can count on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's what we can count on. That's wonderful. Well, is there anything else that you would like to mention or get out there? Uh. Yeah, I think that I think the thing that I want to get out there is to say that they're really building on what you said, right? There mm -hmm. is a power in your speaking and your word. Right. And coaching really supports clients in uh, making that connection between the creative process and speaking it, right. getting clarity, giving their word to their plan, working their plan, mm -hmm. right? And and having their word matter. Yeah. Having their word matter. 
and being someone and experiencing themselves as someone who can say something and know themselves as a person that delivers on it. I would say that, you know, if you want to distinguish yourself from the herd mm -hmm. of humanity, right, with a coach, you can ultimately experience yourself as that creative force that delivers on what you say and know yourself as someone to have that muscle and that strength. It's beautiful. And that just opens up everything about life. When you know yourself as someone that's count honorable that way. Count honorable. Yeah, count that yeah, my <laughs> just coined that phrase. Exactly. Yeah. Count honorable that exactly. way to deliver yeah. for yourself and for pe other people that are important to you. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Good work, Steve. Nice. Nice. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really fun, enlightening. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you. I look forward to the opportunity for us to uh, re-engage. Yeah. Yeah. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.